Hey guys, what's up? This is Jacques. Welcome back to Unpopular. So this is going to be a shorter episode than normal because I already actually uploaded this episode a few hours ago and I covered Jamie Lynn Spears. I covered how much I hate the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City now and why Jen Char is the absolute worst. And I got into the Jenny Nguyen anti-BLM posts that surfaced from her Facebook. Now, with my Jenny Nguyen segment, which I have now actually removed and re-upload the episode, and I'll explain why, uh, it's not that I was like, oh my God, I said something problematic or I like regret it. It wasn't about that. So, I did the whole thing on her. I broke down some of the posts. A couple of them I spoke out about. Some other ones I said, okay, this could be interpreted as just like anti-riot, pro-law and order, and I think people are jumping the gun. So I kind of went down the middle on it a bit, and I talked about it in a broader sense, and then I did it. I sort of was like couldn't understand why people have been so upset about this, but then they're like supporting Jen Char as a criminal and all this stuff. Like I did this whole thing on it, right? And I felt pretty good about it because when I recorded it in the moment, you know, I just say stuff. And then when I was listening back editing, I'm like, yeah, I actually don't really like, I think this is fine. I actually think people will get where I'm coming from with this uh, and won't, I mean, some people I thought would freak out, but I thought a lot of people will like get where I'm coming from with this. So I put the episode out, felt good about it. And then I just checked Twitter before, after I watched The Real Housewives of Miami, I scrolled through Twitter and then I saw something from Jenny's Facebook page that it was some like blackface thing she had shared. And I was like, okay, hold up. Like when I recorded this Jenny segment, I did not see, you know, her sharing like blackface memes. And then I thought, okay, wait, what the fuck else could be on her page? What else could be coming out? Like, I may have recorded this whole Jenny thing prematurely, too early. Like, God knows what else is going to come out. And then I just thought, holy fuck, like, I don't need my thing sitting there that could be interpreted as a defense of her when I don't have, like, all of the evidence to go through and all of the posts. Like, I do not know what else is coming out. I certainly am not... Defend- and this was like an, well, from what I could see, look, I'm just seeing it on Twitter, right? But it was like an actual blackface thing. It wasn't like Lisa Rinna. Okay, did you guys see this? Lisa Rinna had a tan and then people were like, she's doing blackface, and <laughs> which she clearly wasn't. It wasn't like that stupid, like, woke thing. It was like some actual blackface thing. And I'm like, okay, was not aware of this. And I'm like, what the fuck else is this woman going to have coming out? Like, is she going to have some video of, like with like N words and stuff. And I'm like, holy fuck. So yes, of course I kind of like panicked. I removed it instantly. Uh, I saw some comments from other people on social media. Hang on. I'm going to read you out the comments. So you kind of understand where I'm coming from. Yeah, someone said, okay, this is what um, Kevin, I don't know how to pronounce his surname, Stairway to Kevin said, I really think some people who didn't see Jenny's Facebook don't really understand how much of a cesspool it was. Like that link with screenshots had what, only 20 pictures? Jenny was also sharing stuff like a video of people doing blackface to prank scare a friend. Then somebody else responded to that and they said... There was so much, it wasn't just, quote, speaking out against rioters or not agreeing with BLM as a whole. The things she was sharing were violently anti-black. And I just thought, okay, like, I girl, I don't know what the hell else is, like, on this Facebook. Maybe I didn't see everything. I do not want to defend anything like that. Um, You know, I don't regret things that I say, but I want to have, like, all of the evidence and, like, everything in front of me uh, before I'm making, like you know, final opinions on stuff. So, yeah, I've removed that. And then I've kind of, look, I've removed the the Salt Lake City 
thing as well because it just it didn't really make sense uh because it had the like it had me referring to jenny newen and going in and out and doing like a whole thing like i did like 40 minutes on salt not just jenny but it was like salt lake and jenny as a whole i am going to re-record that and um not re-record exactly i'm just going to do a top of off the top of my head how i feel about salt lake city because um I i actually hate it and uh yeah, so look, if there's weird parts of this episode, things where I'm referring to something that then doesn't end up coming or it just sounds like a little bit disjointed, it's literally because I had the episode up for about five hours, removed it, uh, obviously had to edit out the whole Salt Lake part, recording a new outro for it. This is a new intro. Um, you know, it's going to be a bit like Frankensteinian and we'll be back to regular programming next week. So, yeah, I hope you guys understand i also i put it on my i put a thing on my instagram actually before saying i removed the episode and i'm re-upping it and i hope people are like oh god i hope people aren't interpreting that as like i you know whatever um all right enjoy the episode again apologies if it all sounds a little weird thanks guys Uh, you guys loved my last episode with Dan. That one was critically acclaimed, and you've left me some nice reviews. Please review me if you're in Australia, by the way. The Aussies need to step it up. The Americans really come through, but my fellow Aussies, they're just not it. Uh, I did get a few haters, though. Someone said they like my show, but I'm, like, too fatphobic. I was like, what? I'm like, what did I say that was fatphobic? And then I'm like, oh, I made a joke about Lizzo. I'm like, was it that? Um... I don't even know how you can be fat phobic against Lizzo. Like, she loves being fat. Like, that's her whole thing. She's like, I'm fat. I'm hot. I'm going to, like, wear a G-string. If you don't, like, fuck these skinny bitches. We don't want to be skinny. Like, curves are in. Like, look at my body. So, I'm happy for her. If that's how she wants to live her. I don't care if anyone's fat. I could not give a fuck. Like, do I want to be that size? Personally, no. I would like to have the body of an Olympic swimmer, and I don't. But that's just my standard. Um, if you are fat, I don't care. Keep doing you. Shout out to Lizzo. I think her music is pretty bad. I wish the music was better. Um, that's about it. I'm not fat phobic. Uh Maybe I should, maybe, you know what? I'm actually going to get obese, even though I think obesity is like the biggest killer with the with COVID, right? If you're obese, you have like a way higher chance of dying. But I am going to become obese and die from COVID uh, just to prove that I'm not fat phobic. And then I'll see if people are happy with that. And then someone else was like, oh my God, you're acting like a clown. You shouldn't talk about getting cancelled. Uh, you seem racist, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Well, firstly, we always talk about cancellations on this podcast, other people getting cancelled, me getting cancelled. We're going to talk about, I guess, Jamie Lynn is kind of getting cancelled. Well, obviously, Jenny Newen has been getting cancelled. There's a lot of cancellation on here. And that's just the show. And if you're referring to the episode I did where I'm like, I got cancelled. Um, do you mean the one where me and my listeners raised hundreds of dollars for struggling black women with their black-owned businesses? How is that racist? So, shut up. You're annoying. Um, 
what else is going on before I get into things? Oh my God, did you guys see the, the M&M's rebrand? Don't worry, I don't have some like outraged M&M rant. I can't believe M&M's went woke. Like, I'm not doing that. They obviously wanted publicity because I looked at the before and after. You guys know the story, right? Basically, M&M's came out and they're like, we're, we're having like, I don't know, gender inclusive uh, M&M's. And I think one of them has anxiety. By the, we need to stop the anxiety industrial complex, by the way. Like, everyone has anxiety. I have anxiety. Like, we all have anxiety, but, like, stop glamorizing it. Like, you want to overcome anxiety. It's not just like, oh, my God, I am like have anxiety and I'm proud and I'm normalizing it. It should be like, okay, fuck, I have anxiety and we need to, like, fix this because anxiety is not good. That's why I used to like Jordan Peterson, even though Jordan Peterson did kind of, like, jump the shark and I don't really follow him anymore, but... A lot of the things that he taught, like I got into Jordan Peterson like very early when he like very first came on the scene, like sort of late 2015 and his anxiety stuff like helped me a lot because he taught a lot of things about like exposure therapy. It wasn't just like, oh my God, I have anxiety and I'm going to like hide in my room. And now everyone like loves saying they have anxiety. Like it's not good. Like having anxiety sucks. Like most people have it. It's very normal, but it's like. Let's treat it. So, anyway, they gave one of their fucking M&M's anxiety. And then, I don't know, the other ones, I think one had... Because I saw the before and after photos of the M&M's when they're like, we're more inclusive now. And it kind of looked the same, except I think one had high heels on before, but they're like, you know, that's too feminine. And then they put sneakers on her. Uh, and it got a shitload of publicity, which, like, clearly that's what they wanted. So, people getting upset about it. It's like, well, yeah, they just are trying to, like, increase brand recognition, I think. Or they would have done a more, like, drastic overhaul. Also, they have some lawsuit pending where they're being sued by child slaves from Africa because they use child slavery uh, on their, like, cocoa plantations. So, maybe they're trying to distract from that. I was thinking about it. Um, People, I feel like, should just troll M&M's back and be like, it's not woke enough. Like, why isn't there a trans M&M? Why isn't there a disabled M&M? Because all they really did was change a fucking pair of high heels to sneakers. Like, they're trying to be woke, then we do need some trans M&M's. So, I don't know. Someone, if anyone has the energy, can you guys, like, troll them back and, like, turn this into a thing? Um, okay, so Jamie Lynn Spears, I'm going to need everyone to stop bashing her because it's just getting, like, weird and scary now. Um, I watched her recent press interviews, so the one on GMA and then the one on the Call Her Daddy podcast, and I have to say, I am so glad that I never joined that, like, Jamie Lynn mass psychosis cult, and... I really don't think the haters are even, like, listening to anything Jamie Lynn has to say. Or, like, even if they are, you're not going in with an open mind. You're just going in with, like, the I hate Jamie Lynn and then everything you hear from her is, like, negative. But if you're actually, like, really listening to her and just, like, open to what she has to say, she explains herself very well. It totally makes sense. She's not on a bash Britney tour. She's not even bashing Britney. So, it's crazy to see like the media headlines and you know the instagram fans and all of that shit and then you actually go and listen to jamie lynn and you're like oh this is like not what people are trying to portray it as uh so this call her daddy interview it's really just about how jamie lynn is like speaking up for the first time in her life and she's finding her voice because her parents they're obviously very dysfunctional we all know that we all know britney's story with jamie the dad being an alcoholic and 
the mum seems like a bit of an airhead. And actually, uh, Brittany said something about the mum maybe having a pill problem. I don't know if that's true, but it wouldn't surprise me. So, Jamie Lynn is just like, I came from this dysfunctional family. I was taught from a very young age to just shut up and keep quiet for the brand. And, you know, I had to do what I was told. And now I've found my voice. You can tell that she's been in a lot of therapy because she's really like, I'm entitled to my feelings. And it's like, I think she's been through years of therapy. Like, that's the vibe that I'm getting and good for her. And, yeah, you listen to her story. It's just about, like, I had an alcoholic dad. You know, my mum was overwhelmed. It was hard to deal with the scrutiny with, you know, like, it was hard to deal with Britney. It was hard to deal with the fame and the scrutiny that came with that and, you know, just how intense that was from the press and the fans. And she's also, like, not doing anything that Britney's not doing because – Britney's been on Instagram and social media sharing her perspective and, like, going off on people. And Jamie Lynn's just like, well, this is just my story and my feelings from my perspective, as we're all entitled to. Um, One of the big things, I think, is that she shares a story about how she fell pregnant at 16, if you guys remember that. And basically what happened is, like, she... She says that the family weren't there for her because they were off dealing with one of Britney's meltdowns. That's when Britney was, like, running around shaving her head and everything. So, they went off to deal with Britney and they handed Jamie Lynn over to their team. So, I guess they had, like, you know, the managers and record label people and PR people. The team, it's implied, were trying to steer her in the direction to get an abortion. I don't know if they were blatantly saying you've got to abort it, but... They were pushing her in that direction, and they also, like, took her off and sequestered her somewhere really remote so she could have the baby in secret, out of the public eye. I think some of that motivation was to protect the story because they would have made, like, at that time, that was the peak of tabloid magazines, so they would have made a lot of money uh, from selling those photos, and Jamie Lynn said that she kept that money that went towards her daughter, which I believe, because she... She still acts and she still works. Like, she's actually on some Netflix show, but um, most of her work was really the Zoe 101 Nickelodeon show, and I'm sure that that money she got for selling the baby photos, she probably, like, bought a house with or something. Uh, And Jamie Lynn actually, after that, filed for emancipation from her own parents, and I think she dropped it. But, like, clearly... She had issues with them in the same way that Britney did. So, it's a bit like you guys validate Britney's feelings and then you don't validate that Jamie Lynn had, like, the same parents. And, you know, she obviously didn't have the same experience as Britney because Britney had the conservatorship and Britney was, like, the most famous person in the world. But Jamie Lynn as the little sister, there was a lot of collateral damage from you know, what was going on with Britney and how that affected the family and also just, you know, deal, you know, falling pregnant that young. So, she's been through her own stuff and she's really not, she doesn't seem to be sharing that many stories about Britney and the ones that she does share about Britney, it's like, that's how it affected her. So, there's one that's got a lot of press where it's like, um, she says that Britney got really paranoid at one point and locked herself in a room with a knife and Jamie Lynn was in there. And the media kind of spun it to make out like, oh, my God, Jamie Lynn came out and she's trying to make Britney seem like she was crazy and attacking people with knives. And it's like you actually hear Jamie Lynn tell the story and you feel really sorry for Britney. You're like, oh, wow, like poor Britney. She must have been dealing with so much pressure at that time and stress and no wonder she was getting paranoid. Like you feel for her. It's like sympathetic towards Britney. Again, it's not the way that the fans and the media are spinning it. Um 
but they just they're so blind with hatred for Jamie Lynn right now that anything that comes out of her mouth gets like this people see it through like a negative lens instead of just like for what it is um one criticism Jamie Lynn's getting, which I don't agree with, is that why is she speaking out now? The timing is suspicious. Well, like, first of all, again, there's no plot from Jamie Lynn to smear her sister. It's very positive and sympathetic, I think, and it's her story, so she can kind of tell her story whenever she wants. Um, the book was in the works for a while, so... I mean, and who knows, who knew when the conservatorship really was going to get ended because that was going, I mean, that could have gone on for years. Um, And she's never, ever spoken about Britney in her entire life before. Like, the whole, and the whole point of this book is like Jamie Lynn going, look, I'm finding my voice, I'm entitled to my feelings and my experiences, and I shouldn't have to sweep that under the rug because it might hurt the brand, it might hurt my parents, it might upset Britney, it might upset the managers, you know, Britney's having some drama again, and now I can't speak up. And it's like, Britney's always having a drama, pretty unless you lock her away, like they did for 13 years, like Britney's insert, like you think about Britney's career, right? From the moment she, and obviously a lot of this was media generated, it's not her fault, but from the moment she hit the scene, it was like constant scandal. Like, are you a virgin? She's dating K-Fed. She broke up with Justin Timberlake. Did she cheat on Justin Timberlake? Now she's shaving her head. Now, like, it was always something going on. It's like, when is Jamie Lynn allowed to have her time to speak up? And I also will argue that it is more honourable for Jamie Lynn to come out with this now because Brittany actually has a right of reply and can go on her Instagram and say whatever the fuck she wants about Jamie Lynn. Whereas before, if she had done it while Brittany was under the conservatorship, Brittany wouldn't have even been able to, like, respond because she was being controlled. So I actually think it's good that she came out now. Um, and people love to conveniently leave this fact out that Britney started this by coming for Jamie Lynn. Like, as soon as Britney got freed, she started doing all these cryptic posts that implied that Jamie Lynn had done something wrong and that her family were terrible. And then all the f- crazy free Britney stands would come out and they would attack Jamie Lynn. So how can you say that Jamie Lynn has to just sit there and shut up and is not allowed and not entitled to her own story and to defend herself? Like, she even said in this Call Her Daddy interview, and I believe her 100%, that she, like, texted Britney and was like, what the fuck? Like, I'm getting, like, you know, destroyed by these fans. Um, and Britney would be like, oh, I know that you didn't do anything wrong. And then, of course, Britney would come back out with another, like, cryptic post or another, like, swipe at her. So, you know, like, look, anyone that's dealt with somebody in their life that is erratic and suffering from mental health issues, it gets fucking old after a while. Like, at first, you kind of bite your tongue and you're like, oh, you know, let me be sympathetic. They're going through a lot. But then when, you know, they keep burning you, you just like, all right, fucking hell, like, enough already. And I think that's where Jamie Lynn is. And also, I do not begrudge Britney from, for doing what she's doing. I'm not anti-Britney. I'm, like, support both of them. I do think Britney's posts are insane. And kind of toxic, but she's also been like muzzled for how long was it? 12, 13 years, I think the conservatorship was. She's been muzzled that long. She clearly has like extreme resentment towards her father, particularly. So it's major daddy issues. And then she's like has issues with everyone that participated in this conservatorship from the different like lawyers and the management and her mother. And there are colla- there's collateral damage. Like, Jamie Lynn Spears, who Jamie Lynn did not have anything to do with this really, but I can kind of see how in 
Britney's like rage right now. She's getting dragged into it. And it's like, you know, this is Britney's first time to get it all out there and to speak freely. Like Britney's very big on freedom. If you are a true Britney fan, like you remember her biggest thing was getting in her car and just like driving. Like I think she talked about that in the For the Record documentary. And I think she felt like that was her biggest freedom that was taken away from her is that when they first got her under that conservatorship, I think they took her car away and didn't let her drive. Um, so she's all about being able to express herself. So now she can do that. So like, I get it why it's gone to the extreme that it has. And, you know, she's going through some stuff right now. Maybe she's being a little too free with all the naked post. I mean, she's attacking Christina Aguilera more than once. The last one was she was like bashing Jamie Lynn for dyeing her hair like Christina Aguilera when she broke up with Justin Timberlake. And if you guys remember, after that breakup, they did a tour, Justin and Christina, called the Justified and Strip Tour, where they combined their albums and went on tour together. And I guess Britney didn't like that. Um, And then she... I guess she didn't like that when Jamie Lynn was, like, 15, she was a fan of Christina Aguilera's music, as we all were, because Stripped was, like, the best album ever at that time. Um, And, you know, a lot of the stuff that Britney's putting out there, like, it's crossing the line. Like, she keeps attacking Jamie Lynn for stuff that happened when Jamie Lynn was, like, a child or a teenager. She's like, you know, you were out here, you know, on the in the pool eating fucking milkshakes and watching TV while I was where I never got to do that. Like she seems really bitter that Jamie Lynn was able to become a celebrity off the back of her hard work. And you can't blame Jamie Lynn for that. Like I get where Britney's coming from. It's like, Hey, I was this workhorse for all of you and all these shady lawyers and all, you know, you all made money off me and worked me to the bone. And then you took away my rights and I couldn't even speak up. But, like, that's not fucking Jamie Lynn's fault that Jamie Lynn was young and followed you into showbiz. I'm sorry. Um, The conservatorship, Jamie Lynn was not involved. People are grasping at straws trying to paint Jamie Lynn as, like, some big part of it or something. She wasn't. Um, She says that she helped – she tried to help Britney get out of it. I believe her. People are doing, like, fact checks and trying to find, like, holes in the story, but – I don't think they really have anything, to be honest, from what I've seen. Um, You know, she says that she offered Britney a few options to get out of the conservatorship. One was like, hey, you can come and live with me. And if you live out of California for six months, the conservatorship becomes void under the law. And then Britney didn't want to do it. So, like, there's more to this, okay? It's not just as, as black and white as, like, Britney was in a tower locked up and, like, Jamie Lynn had the key and could have let her out. Even Jamie Lynn says that Britney still had access to a phone and things like that. So, I think there's more to this than people um, – there's just more to it, I think. And uh, I just suggest listening to the Caller Daddy episode with an open mind. Stop acting like Britney is completely infallible and perfect. Like, you can still support her and just go, whatever, this was wrong, but we get it. You know, like, you don't have to be like, oh, my God, she's a queen. Like, you're acting like – they're acting like what they are, the Free Britney people, which is like pop stands, like a stand of it's like you see the Nicki Minaj stands, you see the fucking K pop stands, like they're all crazy. Um, they think their like fave can do no wrong and they're still carrying that energy, even though most of the Free Britney people are like millennials and higher, like you're too old for that shit. But um 
Yeah, and there's so much hypocrisy in this too because it's like the Free Britney stands, you know, they always bring up, um, oh, my God, the world was so cruel to Britney back then. The media was so wrong. Look what the public did. You know, they couldn't – they wouldn't let her do anything. Like there was that South Park episode, the Free Britney one. It's like Britney couldn't like – couldn't step a foot right, was criticized for everything. And now you're literally doing the exact same thing to Jamie Lynn. Like there's – you're doing the exact same behavior. Um And there's also all these, like, there's, like, fringe weirdos that are riding the Free Britney movement for clout and throwing people under the bus, like Jamie Lynn, to, like, do it and to further that. It's just gross. So, just be Team Jamie Lynn and Team Britney. You can support both of them and understand that they've both got their own side of this. And I think both their feelings are valid. And, yeah, that's that. Um, Oh, there is one other thing. Okay, so there's this theory going around conspiracy, I don't know, that Jamie Lynn is being managed and controlled by Lou Taylor. Lou Taylor is this shady business manager who was involved in the conservatorship Free Britney. People hate her. She seems shady. I don't know if Jamie Lynn's working with her or not. Maybe she is, but there's no, like I said, like the stuff in there's not even bad. So I don't even know what the angle would be. It's not, this doesn't paint Britney Jamie Lynn's book, it doesn't paint Britney as crazy where it's like, this will be justification to like lock Britney back up. Like, it's not even like that. So, if anything, you could say that maybe there's still people around the family on both sides, on Britney's side, on Jamie Lynn's side, on the parents' side, just that are like vultures and attach themselves to the Spears family to make money. And maybe Lou Taylor's doing that with Jamie Lynn now. I mean, someone pointed out that... Britney's fortune is not nearly where it should be given all of her success. So I think that they've had money going to all kinds of places. And I think that the dad, Jamie Spears, is pretty shady. But I also think that even like Jamie and uh, the Lynn, the mother, I think they have also been like taken for a ride from people. I mean, this whole family is just taken advantage of constantly, I feel like, all the time. Um and Britney was by Sam Lofty. Like, they, it's just really sad. But, yeah, there's not some evil plot that Jamie's in. Get over it. Um, and just stop bashing Jamie Lynn. It's, like, fucking ridiculous. Okay, let's talk a little Salt Lake City. This is Salt Lake City take two minus the, <laughs> the Jenny Nguyen of it all. God, I can't believe I had to remove all of that. You know, I gave you my whole detailed BLM political take and everything, but okay, that's lost. And you know what? I don't know if you'll ever even get my thoughts on Jenny Newell, because I don't know if I'm ever going to talk about Salt Lake City again. I mean, I'm saying that now, and perhaps I will, but even before I found out about, like, the blackface part of it all and freaked out, I was like, okay, let me re-edit this episode. I was on the couch and I saw that a new episode of Salt Lake City came out, and I'm like, yeah, I'm not I'm not watching this. Like, this is just, it's unbearable. It's awful. Uh, and then I went and watched Miami, because I was like, oh, wow, I haven't even seen the latest Miami yet, and I enjoyed that. And then I was going to watch, like, a scripted drama or something until I saw all this unfold. But um, Salt Lake needs to go. Like, it needs to go the way of Dallas. It was never... That good. Uh, I've had a bit of a roller coaster on Salt Lake, you know, like most of the time I trashed it, but I did come out like a few weeks ago and I said, you know, Salt Lake's actually good. Like it's officially a great season now because I really did have a run of strong episodes in this second season. And now it's just gone back to being terrible. Now we have Mary is gone. Um, and 
You know, Mary and Jen Shah, they're really the two most entertaining. Mary's out the door. And Jen Shah, okay, last week's episode, I was like, I cannot watch this anymore because Jen Shah, the fucking criminal con woman, the deranged psycho, Leatherface, Eileen Wernos, like, just, she is so awful, right? Like, you guys would have seen this, right? They She came to blows with Lisa Barlow in the Sprinter van. By the way, is every episode of this show just the women fighting in the back of a Sprinter, brand, sprinter van, screaming at each other? But they're coming to blows in the back of the van, and it's Jen's fault, obviously. Don't even try and blame Lisa. Like, Jen has a history of this shit, like, with her other castmates, even in private. Like, we saw the leaked video of her abusing her designer. She's, like, a fucking wild animal. She cannot control herself. She has no empathy for anybody else, which, you know, she only cares about herself. You see in all of her confessionals with the fake crocodile tears and, like, the poor me, why is this happening to me? because uh, you're a criminal and you, like, totally scammed and conned people. She has no empathy for anyone, which is why she is able to go out there and run this telemarketing scam, coming after the elderly, coming after the disabled, coming after the most vulnerable people in society just so she can drape herself in, like, hideous, like, fake Gucci. It's vile. So they brawl in the van, and, like, ten minutes later, everything goes back to normal. Everyone's cool. They're acting like nothing even happened. And all they can fucking talk about is Meredith and Mary and how they didn't come on the trip. Like, they didn't come in the van with them. Like, how dare they, you know, not film with them? And did Meredith have something to do with Jen's arrest? And it's like, okay, um, like, the whole episode, all they did was just talk about Meredith. It was like, Meredith, Meredith, Meredith. And there's this whole thing now about, like, I was Meredith sleeping around. Who cares? Like, that doesn't even mean anything. Okay, Meredith's a slut. Like, what else have you got? Meredith pops pills. Who cares? You're all alcoholics. You all pop pills. Um, We know that Meredith had an open marriage. Like, it's – or whatever. She was on a break with Seth and was sleeping around. Like, who cares? Like, it. this is – has nothing really to do with the group dynamic. This isn't a reason to hate on her when you're, like, palling around, like, breaking bread with a criminal like Jen Shah. Um, and then with people being upset that Meredith is skipping, like, cast filming, uh, okay, Meredith signed up for The Real Housewives. Meredith, I can't believe I have to spell this out. Meredith didn't sign up for the Bad Girls Club. Meredith didn't sign up to film with a violent, uncontrollable thug who's facing serious fraud charges. Like, it's not the same as Lisa Vanderpump just being a pussy and not showing up to film the reunion because she's going to get called out. It's like, why would you lock yourself in the back of a sprinter van with Jen Shah who can't control herself? And then we saw, like, she almost, like, she came at Lisa Barlow. And then later on in that episode, again, I'm talking about last week's episode, so this is like sort of like a little bit behind, but they went out to this group dinner and, like, Jen Shah was screaming at Meredith about, do you have something to do with my charges? And, like, right getting up in her face, like, she was going to hit her. And it's like, my God, like, you don't sign up to get your ass beat. Like, you don't, like, you don't sign up to film with someone that's facing charges of, like, that magnitude. Like, come on. And Meredith and also Mary are really the only ones that have seen Jen Shah's true colours from the beginning. And even when Everyone else was doing the fake reality TV thing of like, okay, we have to make up with Jen now to keep the show going. They were just like, no, like, she's trash. Like, we don't trust her. And they didn't film with her. And good. And you know what? Like, I'll get to Mary because Mary is not perfect. But also, like, Mary hasn't been charged with things. Like, yes, there's very serious rumors about Mary out there. 
and they're probably true, but it's not the same as. And yes, we know that Jenja hasn't. It's like innocent until proven guilty, but. Everything I've seen with this shit and just seeing what it, the type of person she is, seeing the leaked videos, seeing her um, accuse, like, she, how she blames everything on racism. Like, she's the worst person I've ever seen on television in the history of Housewives. She says that it's racism and then she goes around calling what? She calls Heather Gay a fat, fucking fat walrus. Like, she's so gross. And it's not just because she's gross, because I like, you know, we love watching horrible people on TV, but it's the way that the other women sit around and make excuses for her. And I'm here for you. And they downplay it. And then they, they like Whitney is, Whitney is, oh my God, you guys, I cannot believe I used to be a Whitney stan. I used to love Whitney and Heather. I would like tag them on my Instagram story. And now like, all Whitney does is start shit in that, like, little girl voice. Like, why are you friends with Mary? Why is it Mary friends with me? Like, you don't even want to be friends with... Like, Mary, you hate Mary. You spread rumors about Mary running a cult. Mary's crazy. Like, I don't know how anyone can be friends with her, honestly. Like, you don't even care. You're just doing it for the show. And it's not even, like, fun stirring the pot like Tamara or Kenya. It's just fucking annoying. And she just comes off like a little girl that's playing housewives with her Barbie dolls. Like, it's embarrassing. I can't stand the piling on. Like, okay, so you maybe you don't like Meredith. That's fine. But it's like... I c- like it just does not make sense that they're going to be so upset about Meredith and they're happy to film with Jen Shah. Like, I can't do it. And then the fans, okay, so this whole Jenny Nguyen thing that's been going on, and we're still, you know, obviously, look, that's still unfolding, but people were way more upset about Jenny Nguyen, as vile as her posts could potentially be again i look if you had heard my original take i was very like down the middle with it and then when i saw the blackface thing i go okay how fucking bad is this shit but like as bad as her like reposting like anti-blm racist memes and stuff on facebook it's still not as bad as being a fucking criminal like it's still not as bad as like scamming elderly and disabled people and actual crimes. And, you know, the same goes for Mary, which people did make so many excuses for Mary. And it's so funny, right? The the fans on Twitter, they got so... They got so mad when people did a whataboutism, right? Like, what about Mary? But it's like, well, it is what about Mary? Because Mary on his first season got in trouble saying anti-black stuff. Then Mary on her second season said the Asian slanty eyes and whatever. Did she say something? I don't want to repeat it in case she didn't say that. And then I just made it up. A racist comment. She said the Asian thing. She said, you look like a Mexican thug. Um, And you know that if like Ramona or something said that, people would have like flipped the fuck out. And yes, there was some outrage against Mary for a while, but it was like a couple of days and then it blew over. And then with the Jenny New and stuff, it was like, you would think the world had ended. Mary could be scamming people in her church, vulnerable people getting them. Look, the word is that she's getting people to sign over their like life savings to her and their houses and shit. So she can leave this, lead this like lavish lifestyle. And then her church, like everyone in the church is poor. Like that is horrible. Like, and I just, watching the fans interact with the show and seeing like, oh my God, you guys are actually- you're like you're more upset by like the Jenny New and stuff than you are of like fucking like criminals out here, or then even like you can't even be consistent with your outrage because it's like yeah, when Mary says it, you do downplay it, but then when it's like Ramona who's done like less than Mary, it's just like your like 
people are like checking themselves into hospital. They're so worked up. About, like, I just can't. The double standards. And the show is not even, I don't think it's that entertaining. Some people are going, no, you've got to keep watching it. Like, why? They're all fake. Whitney's annoying as fuck. Um, Heather, who was my favorite, like, really was like one of my favorites, can't stand her now. Like, just because. Not even just her as a person, but I'm just like, you're defending Jen Shah and you're sitting around palling around with stupid Whitney with her. Like, I'm like, maybe you are just fake. Like, maybe you are full of shit. Like, you know, people are obsessed with Lisa Barlow. And yeah, it's fine. Like, she's obviously very calculated. She's like entertaining. Mary's very entertaining. But it's like, I'm just, I don't want to fucking watch these like broke ass criminals. And I can't stand with, I can't stand the fans and the women on the show just making excuses for Jen Shah and acting like it's not that big of a deal. And like when Jen Shah came out, right, Jen Shah came out with a statement against Jenny. Like she was the first one to come out with a statement against Jenny and everyone was like praising Jen Shah. Like who gives a fuck what Jen Shah thinks about Jenny's post. Like, your bitch, you need to worry about going to jail, how to make fucking toilet wine, and how to smuggle cigarettes up your twat. Like, that's what you need to be focused on, not what the fuck Jenny's posting on Facebook. And people acting like, um, I, oh, what were they saying? Um, you know, oh, Jenny's so bad, she made Jen Shah look good. No, she didn't make Jen Shah look good. Like, Jen Shah's still disgusting. Like, no matter how bad the shit is that Jenny's posting, like, it's unless Jenny's out here, like, fucking committing crimes against people, uh, Jen Shah is still worse. Um, I just, I can't with this anymore. Like, I... I, I, I don't know even what else to say on this show. And it's not even entertaining and they just scream and it's fake and it's just sucks. And then if Jenny does turn out to be this big racist, it's like, oh my God. So we've got like, it's a fucking full of racists, crooks. Like who wants to watch that? Like I, I can't, there's so much other better things on TV and then just the like the hysteria with the fans around it like it's just been like endless and then I think season three so apparently season three oh my god wait there's another thing I have to say about Jen Shah when Jen Shah put out that when she put out that thing condemning Jenny condemning Jenny and people were praising her for it and then later on she posted this other thing where she was like Lisa Barlow why would you bring someone who hates black people into my home okay first of all Lisa Barlow obviously wouldn't be aware of all that shit that Jenny posted. And secondly, like Jen Shah, like you're just, you're just making this about yourself. This has actually nothing to do with you. You're not black, even though you love to pretend that you're black and you're just using it now as a wedge to like get at Lisa because you don't like Lisa. So now you're just like making it as show drama. And you're also just using it to deflect from your own crimes because she is, she's a con woman. Like she is a con woman. She's a manipulator. She's a deflector. It's why she always calls people racist when they come for her or she tries to make out like Meredith, did you like, is this your fault you called the feds on me no bitch it's your fault for like committing the crimes in the first place and then seeing the fans falling for that it is un- like it's just unbearable i can't with any of it like i can't with any of it and i didn't even want to watch the new episode it's just so such a stupid fucking show and next season is going to be apparently the women hold jenny newen accountable for um for her post, but it's like, well, we we watched an accountability season of Dallas and it was the fucking worst season I've ever seen. And it got cancelled. Like, I know, and then we watched it with um, New York and Ebony coming in and, like, educating. Like, I'm not watching The Housewives to watch people 
be educated. Like, if Jenny's out here posting, like, blackface and God knows what else, whatever, just fire. I mean, she wasn't that entertaining. Like, yes, I did. Look, I'll admit I did like her on the show, but, I mean, she's not, like, fucking, like, Tamara Judge. She's not Teresa Judice. Like, she's not, like, some, like... Like, you have to have her on the show, you know what I mean? Like, fucking get rid get rid of the show, please. Like, get rid of it. Like, it sucks. Who cares? Um, do I have anything else to say? Sorry if this is all over the place again. I'm just, like, recording this last second. Why is my fucking doorbell ringing and my dog barking? Oh, my God, it's my food that I ordered, of course. Bye, guys. Okay, guys, I'm back. I totally forgot that I ordered um, dessert on an impulse. You know, after you eat dinner, some you like right sort of after you eat dinner, you get that insane sweet craving. I did, and I should have just like wrote it out, and then I ordered um, dessert, and then went the whole like Jenny Newen thing and me having to re up the episode. I totally forgot that I ordered. I totally forgot that I even wanted something sweet, and now I have like way too much food here. Um, okay, so I hope this episode made sense. I know it was a little all over the place. Sorry, guys. Um, make sure you're following me on social media at UnpopularJP on Twitter and Instagram. Make sure you leave me a review. If you can, please share the podcast. That's going to make like a huge difference. Please share it around with your friends, fam, anyone that you know that would like to listen to it. Of course, you can sign up to the Patreon for extra content or just to support me. And thanks for listening. I will see you all next week. Bye, guys.